Welcome to another episode of Rant and Grow. I am your host, Tulio Sergusa, and today I have a guest with me, David Moore. David, please introduce yourself to the audience. Hey, Tulio. Thank you for uh, having me. We've tried this a couple of times. Uh, I've been having these connections, but uh, it's all good. I'm really happy to have to, uh, to be here. Um, I'm a media buy partner. I own a marketing agency. We partner with brands online to drive uh, paid advertising. I also own a podcast, Level Up Podcast with David Moore, we, where we feature very uh, interesting, uh, interesting people, uh, very successful entrepreneurs with you know, a very kind of personal touch on it because I realized that people would, you know, people like to hear the success stories, but uh, the, 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 the failures are actually what has more, more meat into it and how people fail along the way and what you want to avoid because it's always good to learn from your mistakes, but it's better to learn from mistakes of others. So that's about it. We're, we're making it happen, man. That's great. Love the concept of that. Uh, you know, I think it does two things. One, it gives uh, uh, those listening to that podcast the sense that they're not so lonely, you know, that yes, things 100%. do happen. <laughs> and it's perfectly normal. So you don't feel such a, at a unique situation or so at odds with what's happened to you. It just kind of happens, right? And there's lessons right. to be learned. And two, that kind of vulnerability gives other people permission to also be vulnerable, which uh, I think adds to people being more authentic and real. So David, um, we, I do a quick check-in to start off our podcast. And that looks like this. On a scale of one to 10, where your state of mind is right now, one being we need some emergency help, uh, 10, everything is awesome. Uh, and then I'll do my check-in right after you. Me, I'm always at uh, I'm always at ten. To be honest, um, I do have my down uh, down moments when I need to check up on myself as well. Had a couple of those uh, in the past several weeks, but uh, but yeah, I'm 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 trying on a daily basis to stay awesome, trying to keep smiling. It's important. <laughs> That's good to know. I'm checking in at a ten. I started the day a little lower, but. Uh... It's, uh, it's, it's rising, so I'm at a 10. And I'm always excited to uh, talk to uh, other uh, individuals who are trying to make an impact in the world and make a difference. Speaking of making a difference, you and I have spoken about um, mindset quite a bit offline. And I was curious to get your take on uh, specifically around this idea in, that you talked about earlier with your podcast, Level Up Podcast. Often enough, there are people who are afraid to talk about their failures, the lessons that they learn. But those who actually make it somehow pull through, and mindset plays a big role in that. Can you share maybe a little personal story about how mindset has helped you succeed in your life? What are some of the things you've had to overcome where your mindset was able to push you through when, when everything else would have been like, no, I don't want to? I think uh, you just uh, explained my daily, <laughs> my daily basis. Um, I think mindset is a key player in every day. I have a whole journey of mindset mistakes and, you know, and taking action and stuff like that. But I think a lot of it is, is during the daily journey is to understand that what we do is, is very unique, right? And, and most people don't do that. Most people that rather get up in the morning, they go to work, um, you know, hang out in their office 5, 6 p.m., come back home, play a little bit with the kids, go to sleep, and day is done, right? Um, some of us can't do it. And we live the life of the people that 
that uh, that can't do it. And we got to have the right mindset uh, to 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 maintain uh, to maintain sanity in this, right? Because here's the thing, right? Most people want to have all these things in life, right? And and something that is very common to most humans, we we understand that getting things in life is not easy. And no matter what you want to get, if it's if it's money, if it's relationship, if it's health, right? It, it, it can't be easy, right? And people, people generally understand that. Now, people like us, different entrepreneurs, we, we're on the hunt for, well, the wealth, right? That's our market. That's why we're doing uh, what we're doing on a daily basis. And, and the mindset game is very important because you have to constantly watch over your mindset because you always have, you know, in, inside your head, there is the, 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 there is the bad version of you and there is a good version of you, Right. And at every, at every situation, it's no joke, right? You know how in cartoons they say, oh, here's the, the bad little devil that is whispering in your ear. And on the other side, there is the, the angel that is whispering in your ear. It's not, it's not, it's not a joke, right? It's, it's, it's truly real, right? Um, sometimes you'll whisper to yourself an advice that is not the best advice in the world, right? It's very evil and devious, right? Um, so, so, so mindset is for me is to choosing what to do the right thing every single time, uh, no matter what, no matter what happens, right? No matter what the outcome is. And I think a lot of people, they kind of miss on that point. Um, they forget that the mindset is what's beyond the storm, right? It's not, it's not the storm itself, right? Uh, I'm, I, I've done a little bit of sailing in my life and I'll tell you something. There's always a rainbow at the end of the storm and it's not and it's you can use it as a cliche or a metaphor for anything in life but it's so true i've been through so many storms trying to call it out after the storm you'll always have a rainbow and it's so true not just for sailing it's true for life as well um so true no balance right we we would either have really 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 good life (laughs) which essentially will become really boring for us Right. Because everything is so good. So, so amazing. So magnificent that people will, you know, people will start doing stupid things as a result of being bored. Right. And on the other end, if all everything that happened to you was bad, 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 bad. Right. People will just people won't. <laughs> we won't we won't make it as a human race. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. We, we yeah. Wanna, we, we wouldn't want to bring children to this world if everything is bad. Right. We wouldn't have made it. So the balance between. The mindset, the good part and the bad part of it is actually what wins the day every day. That what, what actually made our entire society and the human race to move on forward is just having the right mindset in life, right? That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, so much uh, you've captured in a few minutes there. Um, I remember I've been very fortunate to have had some amazing spiritual teachers. And one of them always said chaos has an expiration date. You know, it starts and it ends. It always does. And then um, another one would tell me to deny the animal inside you is also to deny the God inside you. In other words, right. there is that yin-yang, that balance, the, those two opposing forces within ourselves that are constantly either pushing or pulling. And, um, and you're absolutely right. If you, if you wanted to get into tennis and I gave you a magical tennis racket that made you win every game – you'd get bored pretty quickly. Right. So, so would you say that part of having the right mindset is being tied to the idea of learning and growing 
as a way to achieve your goals versus just completely attached to specific outcomes. How do you, what's been your experience in terms of having a goal, not necessarily reaching it and not being disappointed when you reached it because somehow the journey revealed something to you that was still worthwhile. Um, can you talk to an experience like that where that, or, or, or entrepreneurs you've spoken to on your podcast where that happened and how they pulled through that? Like what was the, the mindset that they tapped into to essentially get themselves to keep going? To be honest, regarding goals and, and achieving them, it's very important to set goals because only after we set goals, our brain actually starts to function. When we put realistic numbers to it, most people forget that part. Most people forget that, you know, you need to put a number on it, right? No matter what it is. If it's book, one book. If it's pages, how many pages, right? If it's uh, doing something with friends, how many friends, right? It's very, um, it's very, very important. So, on, on touching on, on goals, and most people, by my opinion, um, forget that part, right? And some people in that category that totally forgot about this whole part of setting goals, by the time they set up goals, they try to achieve them, they have a big problem because they set up goals because there's three types of goals, right? There's the easy goals, right? <laughs> like, I don't know, read a book a month, <laughs> right? Am I goal? It's to read a book about, right? It's not complicated. It's not difficult. It doesn't really, you know, push me beyond my limits, but it helps me achieve something in life is reading one book a month, right? For me, it's very difficult. I'm not, I have like, I'm not really good at reading the books. I love listening to them. So I would say for me, it will be probably listening for a book a week, right? I kind of have to push myself a little bit, but it's not a big thing. You know what I mean? I can easily find time to it. I'm just doing it to enrich myself right now there's the other side which is the unrealistic goals right where people tell themselves you know what i've never read a book in my entire life now i want to read 10 books in two days goal set go let's go man let's go let's start pumping <laughs> the pages. Right? and what happens is that by the time you're halfway through and you 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 look around and people tend to constantly compare themselves to what is their going they're constantly like, especially with goal setting and, and competitive people, they have that a lot. They constantly need to check up on themselves and then their brain starts to play games with them. Right. And tell them, listen, you're never going to make it. Okay. You're never going to make it. And then your brain, remember that part that I mentioned, there's the good angel and the bad angel. So the bad angel says, listen, man, you're never going to make it. The good angel is the one that inside with you wants you to achieve that goal tells you, you can make it. Now you have, a very bipolar situation in your brain. Welcome to the world of entrepreneurs. Right? And, and mindset comes into play is where you understand how to listen to the both of them. You know what I mean? And make the balance of listen, understanding that, listen, you're never going to make it to an unrealistic goal. That's how these goals are. No matter what you do, they're called unrealistic. And you got to understand that. Right. You got to understand that part and listen to the angel that says, listen, you're killing yourself. You're never going to make this goal anyhow. Right. So so do what you can't do for the best of yourself just to get as much as you can. And the other one says, listen, screw it. You're never going to make it anyhow. Just quit right now. <clears throat> you know what I mean? So you have these two angels. One is angel, one is the devil telling you these kind of things. And your mindset is what you're going to do. Right. And I've learned with years that it's important not to be romantic on things, right? And a lot of people are very romantic, right? I set up a goal for myself. I just have to do it and I'll kill myself to do it. And then 
they kill themselves, but they don't do it. And then they completely destroy their mindset because they say goal setting doesn't work, right? And there's the third goals, right, type, which is right in the middle. And those are real goals. Those are goals that you can set and they push you, right? And they're, I, I, my coach, I have a coach from the Tony Robbins um, organization, a um, results coach. He taught me something important about um, this type of goals, right? They are stretch goals. So they, the difference between the easy goals is that these goals actually get you to stretch, go beyond what you can do, right? And the cool part about them, they're also not non-realistic goals. So if you fail them, you don't feel, you know, a huge anxiety that you just, you know, disappointed the entire world by not achieving your goal because it was unrealistic in the first place, right? But the cool part about this set of goals, the stretch goals, that even if you fail, even if you fail 30%, 50%, right? Um, you still made probably 10 times more, right? And you still, if it's, a, if it's an income, you'll still make probably 10 times more than you would have made if we would have set it up as a, as a easy goal, okay? I want to make 200 bucks a day, something like that, right? But because you pushed yourself and you stretch yourself and you stretch your abilities, of what you can do, and you fail, that will happen to you. <laughs> that will happen. That's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. Keep in mind, failing is a good thing, right? It's not a bad thing. Like you said, you mentioned also, if you, if you won and I gave you the best racket, it would be boring every time. You don't want to have a boring life. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you can't, you can't constantly win, 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 win. You have to fail at things. I know, you know, like you mentioned, I had a very interesting guest on my podcast. He's, uh, he's a 16-time world karate and kickboxing champion. He, I used to work for him, was CEO of my company, um, of, of the company I work for. He was my first ever mentor, mindset mentor, a person that actually worked with me on what's broken in, in my thought process in life. And, and, and he had that exact moment that we're talking about. He had 13-time he, he, he world karate and kickboxing champion. And then he decided that he's going to go and he's going to get two more right after he had a hip replacement surgery, a complete hip replacement surgery. So he is 38 years old, going to world title with guys that are bigger than him and probably younger than him and probably in a better body shape than him. And he pulls up another two world titles. One's the first one. Then they challenge him for a higher weight, a bigger, a bigger guys, <laughs> bigger and younger guys. And he wins that category as well, people that are bigger than him. And a year later, since he did all that, he had to defend his title. So he came back and defended his title. Um, so, so he got three more medals, three World War titles with a, rip, uh, with a hip replacement at the age of 38. Wow. Why? Wow. It's a mindset thing. And I've interviewed him on Level Up Podcast. His name is Ben Stewart. He's an amazing individual. And he taught me something about mindset. You, he, because... And if you want to learn about winning, <laughs> you gotta know Ben, <laughs> okay? Because yeah, ben... I mean this—it's so true. I mean, there's so much. I just want to quickly recap yep. uh, what you said. Um, so there's there's definitely a comfort zone, which is our lane, sort of the day to day. There's goals we accomplish in there, but they're not really challenging us. They're not stretching us, but certainly 
a place where you can recharge your batteries, right? I think it's important to get into your comfort zone from time to time to recharge your batteries. Then there's the uncomfortable zone, which is the place where you're going above and beyond what you're used to. Uh, I call it you're stretching and pushing your boundaries in order to develop capabilities you don't currently have. And that's the only place that happens. And then, of course, there's the extreme discomfort zone, which is really where you're doing, where you're going up, you know, you're shooting for the stars, you're going above and beyond. And one of the things that I've learned is how important it is to come in and out of these zones, right? If you're constantly in the state of uh, being on in the uncomfortable zone, in the stretch zone, you're going to burn out, right? So you got to go in there and you've got to get back when it starts to get really hard. You got to go back into your comfort zone just enough to recharge your batteries. And you definitely want to touch the extreme because you want to test yourself. That's a good way to keep yourself fresh. But that's a very important thing. And it's so hard to balance for people until they start perceiving themselves more along those lines of where am I right now? Am I comfortable? Am I in my stretch zone? Am I pushing for something that's extreme? Where do I need to be? And it's a constant balance back and forth. Um, one thing that, um, that about entrepreneurs, you said something interesting about entrepreneurs. That's, I thought this sentence has stuck with me for many years. To be an entrepreneur, it's like you're in that sweet spot all the time. The sweet spot is right in between becoming a billion-dollar unicorn and going out of business. <laughs> That's the 100%. sweet spot, right? Um, and I have a friend who's a Navy SEAL, and he actually does this, this mindset training for salespeople and marketing people. And I want, one, one time I asked him, what's the difference between a SEAL and you know, another soldier? And it all just comes down to mindset, right? They just believe they can push themselves beyond what anyone else can. Their point of break doesn't exist. 100%. They don't, they don't, and they actually don't have that fail safe switch in their mind that would make you and I stop pushing towards something because we think we're going to die if I push, if I push myself to this level, they don't have that switch that says we're going to die. They just push right through it. And, and, you know, some people are literally born with that, but you can also be developed. My question to you is, where have you seen people, you know, developing that switch, if you will, to get past their own limitation? What's worked, in your opinion, uh, very well for you and for some of the guests that you've spoken to, to get past that point of, I can't do it, and actually pass through it and say, yes, I can? Um, look, end of the day. I think every one of the guests that I've spoke with, um, they were before, like you said, you either on a verge of, you know, bankruptcy or, <clears throat> or you have that million dollar, that billion dollar unicorn. And, and it's, that's the life of a typical entrepreneur, right? You said it, you said it right. And I think all the guests that I've interviewed, they continuously had this, I can do it. I can do it, but life is, uh, life is against me. And I think something very unique for entrepreneurs is they have the really big guns. They have, they're the most, they're the biggest underdogs ever. And, and if we take it down a notch and say, you know, you have a comfort zone, you got to ask yourself if you're an, if like, if you are an underdog, you know what I mean? And that's, I think that's the real secret. That's the real, 
Like, that's the real juice. These guys, they know they're underdogs. It's right? the David and Goliath syndrome. Oh, 100%. Basically. They know that life is against them, no matter what you do. Life is against you, always. Okay, you're not going to win. So you have to force yourself to win. Okay? And, and I think we, we, we touched on the mindset. I think that's a lot of these people's mindset. I have to win no matter what. And it's not about I can or I cannot, right? It's I have to win no matter what. And I know that life's against me, okay? That's a fact. I, there's nothing I can do about that. Everyone is coming at me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone, credit companies, you know, creditors, everybody wants my money, okay? But I have to make it happen. Why? And everybody has a big why, right? And I think your can or cannot starts with your why, right? With understanding why you can Right. And understanding what will happen if you cannot. And I think that's the big switch. Right. When your why becomes so strong, so powerful that there is no I cannot. Right. So what you're saying is if you understand your reason, your motivation, the why you want to do something, then you can will yourself to go past whatever limitations or challenges come your way, because the why is more important than the pain of the challenges. Let me ask you this, right? Julio, can you send me a thousand bucks? Sure. Just like that. Like, can you just randomly send me a thousand bucks? Probably not, right? Probably not. Like, who are you? Why would I do that? Like, well, for you, yes. Money, but some for, right? for a stranger, I don't know. For you, it probably I don't know, could. Right? I don't know. But <laughs> let me ask you this. If I would have told you that I'm selling my Bentley, right? And I'm going to give it out for... I don't know, a hundred grand. You want it? Give me a hundred grand and I'll give it to you. What happens in your wearing right now? You're thinking that's a Bentley. That's a million dollar car. I give this guy a hundred thousand. He gives me his Bentley. Right. And, and suddenly (laughs) from a person that, you know, I only give this guy a thousand bucks. You're looking to how, and if I told you, and here's the thing, right? If I told you, listen, I only have 24 hours to do this deal. And whoever comes up with the 24 hours gets the car. Here's the car. It's legit. Take my car. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? How fast, right, people would do a deal like that, right? And the same people, I could tell you, and the same people could tell you, no, I, I'm not going to give you a 1000 bucks. Oh, that's too much money. No, no, I need that money for myself. I'm like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? People would ask me for money, and I would say, no, 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 no. I can't do that, right? But when I see that, there is something to it for me, right? Suddenly, there's no I cannot, right? There's no I cannot send you a thousand. Let me, let me go check, right? Or, God forbid, you know someone who is sick with a, with a disease, right? You say, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. But suddenly, there is a situation and something in the mindset changes. And that switch in the mindset becomes that I can do this. So what I'm hearing is you've got to tie your will to something that's valuable to you, whether that's a reward-based value or even a fear-based value for loss. Either you're going to win something or lose something, but it has to be so meaningful that there's no escape, right? So, yeah, if I'm doing doing this because I'm going to get a Bentley for 100 grand, it's awesome. You know, I see the value in that, right? Um, But it could also be tied to if I don't do this, you know, what's at stake is, uh, you know, my family success or something even 
greater. It could be a life and death situation. I actually have one of my mentors. He often talks about this idea that the way he tricks his mind is if he's got to accomplish something within, let's say, six months, he, uh, he loves his mom to death, right? So he'll start thinking that, uh, you know, someone's going to kidnap his mom and murder her. I mean, it's an extreme way of thinking, right? Right. But that motivates him to say, I cannot fail at this. What's at stake is my mom's life, right? So he tricks his mind to believe that what's at stake is so big that there is no way out but to actually walk through this and go through it and pursue and will himself to accomplish his goals. I mean, that's an extreme measure, right? But I've seen that work very well um, with people. And everybody should recognize their own motivation. Like fear doesn't motivate me so well. I'm more motivated by the wins, right? So if someone says, oh, if you don't do this, that's going to happen. I may not be as motivated by that. So I think, would you agree it's important that every individual needs to identify how they're motivated to move forward? Is it by reward or by, you know, uh, punishment? What's your thoughts on that? I think it's by status. So I think people make those, yes, we make decisions based on pain and pleasure, but I think it, 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 the question is, does it elevate our status? And I think that what makes, mm-hmm. my, what makes things move, right? Think about it. You're broke. You don't have a job. You go get a job. Why? So you're not broke. So you're elevated your status, right? That's the reason why people get jobs, right? We can't deny that. That's a fact. <laughs> people get jobs to make uh, a little bit more money, make a living. So they're not broke and they're not on the street. Elevated status, right? Right. Um, yes. Broke people, right? Broke people, people who have no money. And that's a fact for fact as well. That they buy luxurious brands, right? How many times have you seen a kid wearing these Balenciaga shoes, right? For $1,000. They really need them? No. But why do they buy them? Why do they need shoes for $1,000 to elevate their status, to show their friends? Oh, look, I have these Balenciagas. They're $1,000 a piece. The fact that my parents can't afford it or neither I, it doesn't really matter, right? Um, because they buy them as liabilities. They don't buy them as luxuries, right? They don't, have, they don't have the means to buy luxuries, so they buy liabilities. So it's very poor, right? So a lot of that is about status, right? Either if I'm going to buy this or if I'm going to commit to this, right? If I'm going to do this in my life, is that going to elevate my status or... Is that going to, you know, uh, reduce my status in life? And it's very right, important, but, right? But, but yes, but you know, we're coming up on time. But yet in terms of status, though, that could be a slippery, slippery slope, right? I mean, it could be ego-driven versus something that actually, that actually creates a reward in terms of a value beyond just yourself, you know, elevating 100%. my status, right? So, so as we're coming up, coming up on time, words of advice, uh, based on everything you've heard from your guests who have gone through failures, who have had to adopt winning mindsets, maybe two or three key things, key takeaways for the listeners in terms of how they can shift into the right mindset when things become difficult. What would you share? What, what would you say about that? I would say something very easy. Just focus on your why. Because your why is the stronger it is, the easier it is, like you said, to sometimes we do. We all have to jump into our comfort zone, get nice and cuddly and warm and recharge and have a nice night's sleep and, you know, do the comfy stuff that we like doing. But 
here's the thing. When you focus on your why, why are you doing these things in life, right? That you are doing to benefit yourself, benefit your family, move your family, move yourself forward in life, right? But why? Why? And that's very, very important. And I think one of my biggest takeaways, and I asked Ben Stewart, why would you go to Greece, find guys who are younger than you, bigger than you, and there's a chance, this is like, there's a huge chance that they're going to tarnish your career. They, that's what they're looking for, right? That's what they're looking for. They're looking for a piece of meat like you because you're going to come out thinking, oh, you're a big guy and they're going to kick your ass. And, and I asked him why. And he said, you know what? I did it for my kids. I don't want my kids thinking that I'm a loser because I have a broken hip. You know what I mean? Right. So, so it's not just about yourself. It may... Would you say that that's a common theme amongst those who have winning mindsets? They're focused on something greater than themselves? A hundred percent. They typically value other people more than they value themselves. Um, they typically value the, 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 the humanity on a different level. It's funny how, you know, entrepreneurs are the biggest givers to charities and, you know, and, 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 and global foundations around the world. Why? Why don't, well, while the middle class is actually the biggest class and the most amount of people around the world. So how come the middle class is not the biggest giver? Why entrepreneurs are the biggest givers? Because entrepreneurs are always looking to change the world, no matter what it is. You know what I mean? So they set up charities and they set up different things to achieve their goals. Why? Because they just want to prove the world that, you know, they can make a change. They can make a difference. And, and I think it's a common, it's a common theme. Right. That for entrepreneurs specifically, they want to make a difference in the world. And because they want to make a difference in the world, there's nothing that could tell them that you cannot do it. You know what I mean? Because they have a very big why they need to make a difference in the world. Sounds like some great words of advice. Gratitude and generosity is a quick 100%. way to improve your mindset. David, it's been a pleasure having you on Rant and Grow. And uh, for everyone listening, thank you for joining us. And until next time.